ghosts, UFOs, alien encounters, and all things paranormal. These are real stories from real people. This is Fear of the Unknown. Hey, I'm here with Chris from Flyball Governor. How you going, man? I'm going pretty good, Paul. And yourself? Good. So let's just get straight into it. Let's. First subject, capitalism. Oh, the spiritist. <laughs> the fucking spiritist. <laughs> Right. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. So, um, you haven't given me any clues as to what we're going to be talking about too much. No, I, I thought I thought I'd keep it a bit open ended. So you're an ace interviewer. Am I? Thanks. Well, it's a spooky interviewer. Yeah, that's, a, that's no. I well, I'll, I'll, as I was saying to you um, before we started, can you just lower the mic a bit? Just put certain. it between you and me. Okie dokie. Yeah, perfect. Um, as I was saying to you before we started, right. I um was really quite skeptical and like very excessively scientifically minded as a younger person. And I've noticed that a lot of the time uh, people have these like paranormal experiences. It's when they're younger or when they're in like a really, um, they're when they're in a state of mind that's receptive to those kind of unexplainable experiences. Right. But then when you kind of from like, I, I remember like year eight, year nine, even being like very, scientific and think you know you're smug when you're that young yeah you think you know everything so i think a lot of the time anything that spooky that kind of happened in my life i would very quickly and like almost instinctively explain away yeah i think you call it like smug skepticism in 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 another podcast where it's like yeah i think you find an explanation just like that yeah yeah it's 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 its own little kind of uh personality set i guess yeah oh and i think it it it's comorbid with a lot of other immature personality traits, shall we say? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just part of growing. I think some people don't lose it just because. I don't know. I think some people genuinely just find it empowering mm. to be like, "Nope, that's swamp gas." Yeah, and uh, well, I think explanation all like just being able to look down on other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it explanations feel good because you know how the world works, and you also feel better than the poor, confused people that don't. Yeah, I, and I think that's the thing as well is you you kind of get out what you put in, like you perceive the world. You, you have a preconceived idea of the world in your mind, mm. and then you perceive the world, and you kind of try to fit the two together. Say. Yeah. So if you have a preconceived idea of the world where like none of this is possible, and anyone who thinks is just stupid. It doesn't kind of matter what you see because you're going to filter everything right. through that. But you know what's worse than that, man? Go on. People who do fakes. Do fakes? Yeah, people who um, do hoaxes. Oh, I think that's... Uh, uh, skepticism is one of those things where they'll be forgotten, you know? They're just a, an annoying voice. that yeah. they, they don't make. They're not the ones that are remembered in history. But the, the real hoaxers, they're the ones that actually... Um, send people in the wrong direction. They exploit a thing that is mysterious. That's that we're trying to understand, and they uh, they put a real coggin in the works because because we're trying to analyze all the factors that they've presented us and adding it to the pool of knowledge so we can understand the bigger picture. Mm. And they're just fucking it up. And I think that's that's to me that's the most annoying thing. Yeah, they're a spanner in the works in the sense that like. There are people who want to believe. I want to believe. Mm. But so they're going to have a bias where they're going to see things that have the potential to be like paranormal. Yeah. 
and you can exploit that by like making a hoax say yeah. but that's just the other side of the coin of the people who just deny 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 yeah. and then they shut down the conversation so i would say the hoaxer and the excessive skeptic are kind of doing the same job yeah. in a way like they're making the conversation about the paranormal impossible because it's either foolish yeah. or a way to exploit the foolish totally agree but then you've got to wonder is that not that doesn't say anything about the supernatural that just says something about people's worse nature mm. that they will exploit the belief in that yeah. for whatever like money or well that's the thing whatever. i think it's it's not a thing that's uh exclusive to the paranormal world it's that's what happens in the scientific world like hmm. so many all these people are like crawling over each other trying to get their papers published trying to be acknowledged by their peers trying to trying to get that um you know that acknowledgement and throughout the years people have always been doing things if you look at like um fossil records of the evolution of man and stuff that's been fucked with hmm. like there there is this french paleontologist that messed messed around with and and fabricated so much shit hmm. It's too to late. undo the damage. I'm, I'm not saying that like... Uh, I mean, basically what he did is he got Darwin's theory and he's like, oh, let me just play some uh, jigsaw and, mm-hmm. and let me fill in the gaps for him. Yeah, and, he he and, prefigured the conclusion and then tried to slot yeah, but, in the, the speculation into it. Yeah, yeah. So he, he fabricated a lot. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that have just fabricated shit or mm. have um, their theory. And, and this is another aspect of science where theory is like acknowledges theory and it's acknowledged and and it's acknowledged and then it's repeated and it's repeated and it's repeated and then it becomes fact in the in the general um, consciousness of the scientific community yeah i think think that's also damaging because it is it it closes off avenues i think the scientific community unfortunately like a lot of things they're subject to like quite a large system that tends to dictate how they do things like um this is going to be a very shaggy dog story because i can't remember the term but there's a, a scientific field that is specifically the measurement of constants like the speed of light yeah. and um there's a period of time uh i think it's in the 70s the speed of light like mysteriously drops a few k's per second or something and then uh, a few years later it goes right back up Oh, that's weird. What goes on yeah. there? This is from a TED talk, so you know, come at me. Citation. Dude, everything I'm talking about is from TED talk. Excellent stuff. But no, so <laughs> this, this person he asked the department or university um, of this of this subject. Oh, why did this happen? And it turns out, one big university had messed up the yeah. the, the thing. They they tried a new system or, or they tried a new method, and they got basically they got the wrong result. Um, but then a bunch of other universities replicated the wrong result. And apparently it was not exclusively, but largely due to like, you know, you could call it academic pressure, I guess, yeah. to conform to, and it's you like, know. Oh shit, it's when, like, it's already canonized. But then, okay, so all the calculations done in that period of time, right, on an exam and everything. Uh-huh. What was the speed of light then? And thus, what was the correct solution to the questions on the exam? Now, the speed of light's the speed of light, but the correct solution to the mm. exam is yeah. whatever the book said, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but you can't argue that the people who did that exam and used the wrong, air quotes, wrong speed of light 
uh, on the exam got the wrong answer. They got the right answer in the parameters they were given and they did correct, air quote, correct science yeah. in the parameters they were given. It just so happened that a mismeasurement made them working on it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're correct institutionally, even though the speed of light did not change. Yeah. It's um, yep. even science is subject to those big institutions, yeah. I'd say. It's crazy. But yeah. like, I mean, that's it's why... good to talk about it and it's good mm. to... I wish more people knew that kind of stuff because the number yeah. of times people are like, oh, it's in a science book, man, read a book. It's like, dude, read a book about the book and question maybe how the book got written mm. and then we can have a conversation. It's all people. It's all imperfection. It's all dialogue. Yeah. So, um, like at this point in your life, mm. are there any things that you feel that you do believe in? Uh, ooh. <laughs> in terms of the paranormal. In terms oh, okay. Um... I used to be not spiritual at all, and now I'm fairly sure all the trees and stuff are talking to each other all the time. For example, now, you know, there's probably, oh, you know, root systems can transfer hormones or chemicals. I don't know how they do it, but I am fairly sure the trees talk to each other because, you know, nature kind of knows stuff before we know stuff. Is that spiritual? I definitely didn't believe it when I was very science-minded, and I kind of believe it now. You know how humans are a social species? Like, in a way, in a really abstract way, we're kind of a hyper-social species. Like, you know how ants build mounds and they do these great feats of stuff? You know, Mm. if you zoomed back enough and over a long enough time-lapse, humans are doing it too, Mm. but we tend to, like, overanalyze it and we kind of abstract it and we think there's, like, this better, more ethereal way. But the kind of... The way humans talk... And the way we can plan and have an imagined idea and then actualize it in the world yeah. is kind of, in a way, that's just one way of what nature is kind of constantly doing all the time. We just uh-huh. don't know the goals or we don't know the why. Like we can say it's evolution. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the mechanism. That's how it walks. But we don't know where it's walking to or why it's walking or if there is a why. Or if but it seems to be moving somewhere. It seems to have this goal. Hell yeah. It ha- well, which, yeah, why which, wouldn't it? Which leads me to... You know, I'm I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Let's do it. Aliens. You reckon? I'm just saying, with mm. every, all with everything that's presented, let's uh, let's let's pretend that they are real. Okay. Oh, I reckon they're real. But whether oh, they 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 mm. seem to have so many different with all the accounts that we're given of uh, interactions with aliens, I'd like to know what you think about or what you can guess what their uh, what their purpose is. Because that's to me that's the biggest question. Yeah. I've, I've read a I've read a couple of books, but I've seen a whole bunch of YouTube documentaries. Oh, you mean yeah. the real science? Yeah, we are the new scientists. <laughs> Since slideshows made in two thousand six. You got to have all the mouth noises and the ums in the voiceover because that's how you know it's real science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's narrated by like a, a fifteen year old or an ex video gamer. Yeah. Ex-professional gamer who now believes flat Earth and is like, look, I have some truth. <laughs> right. But like that's the thing. That's the thing I find extremely compelling. Mm. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? I would. I mean, there's there's one way I I would look at this, which is like, if we were aliens, what would we be doing? But that's really bleak because we'd probably be like trying to take their shit or something. And and I doubt, I doubt a species that was advanced enough to get is that, here. Is that so? Because oh, I reckon yeah, yeah. I reckon look, humans. I would. think as humans, we're factionalized and. I see no reason why aliens would be would not be the same. Um, I would. This is pure speculation on my part. Yeah, okay. I would. I would expect if they were factionalized, just 
and again, this is me projecting human history onto aliens. Okay. Generally, don't treat natives of places we're trying to colonize super nice. Mm. Whereas aliens, as far as we can tell, like, yeah, they abduct a few people from time to time, but they're not like coming in and fundamentally changing in an obvious, like, intrusive way how we exist on a day-to-day level, which makes me think that their goals are not like human goals. Okay. But again, you're right. Humans are factionalized, and so there's no reason to think that other more advanced species aren't as well. It's perfectly valid as well. People might disagree with that a little bit, because what you're saying is, like, in general, true, where people just, like, have a sighting, they'll have an interaction, and it seems like nothing really happens. Yeah. But what you don't see is the wiped memories that come back through regressive hypnotherapy and the residual PTSD that Mm. people don't understand why. Like, why the fuck every time I talk about aliens or my experience do I break down? And it seems like they're doing stuff to people. Yeah. And they're just, like, wiping your memory and they're like, oh, cool, we got away with it. So... Okay, this, this like question... That's, that's their ethical farming type of thing. But then this is this is kind of meta. But do you think that they're traumatized by... Like, did the aliens do something traumatic or was it just the traumatic experience of the aliens who are actually doing something benign? Because benign? I'm thinking, like, a veterinary trip to a mm. cat might be traumatic. But yeah. to the humans, you're doing an incredibly humane thing. And again, I know that's, you know infantilizing humans somewhat on like the cosmic level but if the aliens were you know technologically advanced enough to get here i'd like to think they're they're the humans to our house cat well the the only, the only thing that i could respond to that with is that like, you could be you could be right that's a good point but they have access to all that we have access to mm, that's true they, don't they could know to. way more about our biology or our psychology um, oh, yeah. you're saying like there's nothing to be gleaned specifically from them dissecting us and that because we've yeah. dissected us and they would yeah. just be able to access that. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. I I hadn't really looked at it from that perspective. I mean, the only thing you could then follow that with is oh, but then they're doing something that's outside the purview of our science or our psychology. They're looking for something we don't know to look for yet. They're doing some real, like, but Nazi then, experimentation. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I'm failing Occam's razor here because razor here, I'm just assuming this high-level science and this, oh, they just know things. We it's kind of a religious argument, you know, God yeah. knows best in that. It's, well, the aliens, they know what they're doing because they built spaceships. And that's, like, that's, another, that's another thing. Like, if you look at if you put together all the um, plausible accounts of, of people, like, interacting with aliens, their psychology seems to be... Like, it's so difficult to understand. It doesn't seem... Because they allow themselves to be seen. Mm-hmm. They put themselves in positions that we would consider compromising. Yeah. But they keep doing it, and yet they give us no hint. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Um, mm. The first, like, account of an alien abduction was, like, in the... I think it was like the 40s or 50s, something like that. Mm. It was this um, couple. Uh, they were driving home down a country road, mm-hmm. it, and it was like um, it was kind of it's kind of interesting because it was a white lady and she married a black man, so that wasn't too common at the time. Yeah. So what they first remember is just the lights. They remember um, the car stopping, and and then the car started again, but it was several hours later. Hmm. So. They had uh, regressive hypnotherapy yeah. and they both remembered 
totally different things. The mm-hmm. man, he was practically tortured. They did all sorts of things to his genitals. Um, he was like cut open and prodded and stuff. The lady was like, they spoke to her. She was even able to speak with one of the aliens and say like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? And the alien spoke like through telepathy, he spoke mm-hmm. to her. He, he they looked like a star map. And he's like, okay, do you know where you are on this map? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, there's no point in me telling you. That's what she remembers about her interaction with them. It was like a one of the high up command aliens. <laughs> so, so they do these contradictory things that that seem to be kind of like they're very calm mm-hmm. around us. It's like they know what they they're doing. They know the limits of of how we can affect them. Yeah, but that seems fair because they can like abduct us and wipe our memories and stuff. Like we're their playthings. Why would they feel anything but calm? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. So what you were saying is that they were, were playthings, you know. That's oh, that's kind of the point that I'm the... trying to get to. What is, who are we to them? And I think, like, well, not playthings. Like, you know how you said it was the commander or something. You said, you know, point to the star map, and if if you don't know where you are, there's no point in me telling you now. Yeah. That could either be a grift. He's he's just fucking with the poor human. But then yeah. why wipe the memory and blah blah blah? Or it could just be legitimately honest. You are part of something way bigger. You are not technologically advanced or intellectually advanced to understand it yet. Uh-huh. So what's the point in me saying a bunch of words you won't understand? Which you know, if that's true, that's legit, right? That's a legit explanation if true. Yeah. Like you know, if if a general was explaining classified information to you, you didn't understand any of the acronyms, you didn't understand the strategy. What you'd just be like, what's the point of this? I don't understand. You know what I mean? I guess so. And not to. There's still there's still a nuance. There's ways. a nuance to it, which kind of the cruelty makes it muddies the waters because then it's like if they're so benevolent and calm and high minded, yeah. why the cruelty and the yeah. trauma and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So, which leads me to Others. this point that hmm. I've started to realize, and that there seems to be okay. And this is I'm, I'm reaching here. Go on. There's this trend that they seem to feed off our emotions as as humans not just emotions but our impulses there's something about that like because there are there are ones that like to spook you mm-hmm. like to create fear there are others that want to mate with you they want to give you a sexual experience a right. lot of people have experienced that <laughs> that's the one that people are least likely to talk about right because it's like a taboo on two levels yeah and who wants to say like i fucked an alien yeah was it good? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, they always say the same thing. It was an alien, but it was beautiful. And they approached him and embraced them with this feeling of love that they've never, ever experienced before. And they they had sex with it. And a lot of the times, they re, they get re-abducted and they see their half-alien children. I mean, if, if true, the uh-huh. half-alien children is a clue, right? Like... Yeah, that's right. You can't just get that from nowhere. Maybe there's something inherent about the human subjectivity that is absent from their subjectivity that they require for some greater means. Yeah. Maybe there's something about the way we experience the world specific to our biology that they feel the need to inherit into them. Okay. You don't have much of a religious background, do you? Uh, No, no, not really. Oh, raised bad Catholic. Okay. It reminds me of a part of the Bible. Go on. Where it says, and there's something like, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of man 
were desirable and they came down and they had children with them. Mm. No, I see what you... Yeah, that's a very clear allegorical kind of yeah. parallel there. Yeah, that's just a, it's, it's just something that came to mind. No, but then, I mean, again, why would... It's the same question. If these aliens are so advanced, what do they need us for? If God is so well, maybe big, what do they need us here's for? Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, what I'm leading to is that they yeah. could have a totally different set of needs to us. That, yeah. That, that We need a thing and we fulfill it one way and they need a thing and fulfill it the other way. And there's something about the combination therein yes. which they view as optimal or perfect or ideal. Yeah. Which is really weird because, okay, imagine trying to view yourself as an imperfect half, even oh. though you feel whole. Yeah. You don't know what it is about you that's missing or what it is about you that's unique. You don't yeah. know where to let start because it's like, you know, if, if the emotion, you know how they said when, when they uh, have the sexual experience with the alien, they feel this warm feeling of love. Yeah. And like, okay, so doesn't seem like the aliens are hard up on emotions mm. because they seem to be able to communicate it right yeah. so then you're like okay or even just like provoke it out of nothing yeah so like it's, it's a stimulus thing so a lot of the time people are oh the essential humanity is our our passions and i think okay that's not the essential humanity according to these aliens apparently yeah so then you have to follow another. what the hell is our essential humanity then we've always done it in parallel to machines and robots and animals yeah. we have a conscience they don't we have these highfalutin emotions they don't well no the aliens have got that too man so it's something well, else. It, well, it leads to the um, the thing I keep bringing up that mm. there is a possibility that these aliens aren't from a distant planet; that they mm. are um, extra dimensional, and therefore, yeah. like on their let's say, if it's not a dimension, mm. that it's a it's a different vibration or a different part of the spectrum. Yeah, and they would have different needs based on that environment that they come from, like yeah. natively. Yeah. That could have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I would say so. It's it's like that idea of, um, you know, in quantum physics, like superposition, like something being in multiple places at once, I guess. Or you'd have like parallel universes and stuff. If there was, for some reason, like a universe that was failing or a universe that was incomplete and they're like oh maybe like sucking something from our universe into theirs you know like yeah. a, a, to, to patch up a hole because that's the thing pointing at a star map and saying if you don't know where you are you know, that could mean anything that could mean the universe is falling apart it yeah. could mean a galactic war it could well, mean he could, have, he could have had a, he could have had like a five-dimensional map and you yeah, just didn't yeah. know how to comprehend it exactly i mean yeah. you, you, you again you don't know what level they're operating on because they were evidently able to get here and like cloak themselves and right. all that it's funny though like you say they seem to want to show an awful lot about themselves. Not everything. Mm. Just seems like an awful lot from the human perspective. Yeah. You know, what you look like, what your ships look like, you appear from time to time. You seem to tell people your motivations in a way that they can readily access with technology that already existed. You know, it's yeah. like, what? so what are they doing? Oh, shit, my phone. Sorry, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> Sorry, just be a The second. magic of editing. Yeah. What was that? Do you remember the last point you were making? Um, we don't know their motivations. Universe might be leaking into each other. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, enough about that. Enough about that. Enough! <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to some of your stories. Okay. So, the first one, it's, um, the first one kind of happened. I forget how old I was, and it's kind of a, a peripheral to me, but um, my sister was into Ouija boards for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, man, that's some fucking dark shit. But the thing is, uh, again... This is where the, 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 the dickhead skepticism thing really makes inquiry impossible. Because my mum and dad, for different 
but related religious reasons kind of against anything demonic and any right. kind of... Um, they were, like, real uncomfortable with the Ouija board and they were, like, disappointed that she'd done it and stuff like that. But she and her friend who had who had uh, done the Ouija board swore that it spoke to the in the same way that a lot of people who have that experience say it, it conversed with them and it moved itself no one was moving it and that and and they convinced uh me and a friend i forget who but uh they they convinced us to do it with them okay and and i was like oh that's fine i'll do it and i'll just think the same thing the whole time yeah like prove you exist demon go yeah, on yeah. show me show my rational mind and nothing happened of course so i was like lording it over like uh-huh, <laughs> see stupid demon couldn't even and looking back now i'm like man that was just so the wrong attitude to go into it with yeah like immediately not receptive to anything that was going to happen yeah like obviously it wasn't going to work it's you know? okay, fuck you, man. Why should I talk to you? Yeah, exactly. Like, the demon probably has bigger and better motivations than, like, ah, <laughs> oh, this smug teenager, I will I will disprove his empiricism. Uh, like, he doesn't care. I shall knock the fedora from his head. <laughs> oh, I sh- I, it should have. It would have. It should have been knocked sooner. Um, but then the thing is, with, with the Ouija board, a lot of people uh, who've experienced it seem to just have very negative reactions to it any like it's a there's good supernatural shall we say or like you know light or holy or whatever you want to call it it seems to get good feelings from humans and there's like this kind of black unpleasant um uh supernatural and and most of the people i've talked to about ouija boards report report the same thing which is just not good it's not like a good energy to let in you know yeah, um, if I if, were to put like some agenda behind it, mm-hmm. my guess is that if there is good and evil, yeah, its focus is trying to make you fear evil as opposed to seek good, if you know what I mean. To live a life of like hiding under the covers oh, as opposed okay. to a life of... Embrace life versus like fear and reject life. Well, not life. But evil. But just, yeah. Yeah. To fear evil, to be like, just worried, to be paranoid, to be... It's interesting because the devil is meant to be charming, right? In Christian uh, mythology. Mythology? Um, you know, uh, the Mythology d- means that it's like, it's a story that's been passed down. It, it could be true or false. Or more just like, you know, the whole, the devil will be handsome and the, the, the whole mythology around the devil is that they are generally like, charming in their pitch. That doesn't ring true for the experience of like say with Ouija boards it's not really charming like people tend to have a negative reaction to it and be put like you say they fear evil it's 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 odd that usually in our mythologies evil doesn't insist on itself to be feared in that direct kind of way well think of it more of this way Mm -hmm. by fearing evil you would be empowering it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't you know stand I mean? up to it. Yeah, I get what you You'd mean. You'd be afraid of it and, and you wouldn't be kind of like, uh, you wouldn't be bold in the way of righteousness. You know, you could be, you could be um, intimidated. Yeah, I get, I see. I was looking at it from the sense of it's telling you to go away like it wants its own space. But you're right. It's, it's sowing the seeds such that if it were to come, people would fear it and not stand up to it. Yeah. Whereas I guess, yeah, good or... Uh, empowering spirituality is the stuff that makes you feel like you're capable of standing up to evil. 
Yeah. I, I guess that could be the parallel. I don't know a lot about spirituality in that way. So I guess a lot of it is mediated by my direct experience with it rather than like any knowledge one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, you know, that's one way of looking at it. Like, uh, when, when, uh, I saw Crow Jones do performances and they would do like ritual stuff beforehand. Um, I don't know that the spiritual underpinning of what they were doing, but I know that it, gave me a sense of calm and place and like it it did a thing even without me understanding it and yeah. that's the important thing like the supernatural does things whether yeah. or not you understand it you don't have to it it acts upon you it doesn't yeah. require your understanding mm. speaking of which a lot of like and i've mentioned this before as well mm. a couple of times but I'd i'd like to get your sort of thoughts on it a lot of things happen to people who put them, who put themselves into a receptive state. Yes, yes. Like uh, like with the Ouija board, yep. like you said. And I've got a friend who's um, she's had a close encounter with a UFO, mm. and she was saying she just came back from a, a meditation retreat, um, as well as uh, there are all these videos that I've seen on this dude um, Stephen Greer. He's like one of the main alien guys. I oh, am yeah. one of them. He approaches uh, all the people that are in office, you know, the ex-ministers of defense, and he goes to them and tries to get them to admit that they've interacted with or that they know about aliens. To no avail? To shitloads of avail. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. There's like a, if you watch Unexplained on Netflix. Yeah. It starts off with, and you can, you can watch the whole press conference as well. It's a proper official press club conference. And it's got all these people who either are or at one point were high ups in the military or in the defense or somewhere in government. And they all acknowledge the existence and the interactions with uh, aliens. Yeah. yeah. They won't say why? Oh, man. Like, yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked at that deep enough. I, I find it weird they say, yeah, it exists. But then we go, oh, you know, why? And they're like, oh, no, it's classified. So why tell us then? You know, oh, man. <laughs> Look, it's like they're playing a con too. It's yeah. like the aliens are playing a con and then the higher ups are also playing a con. Well, uh, well, the the thing is that they want their technology really, really badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they just can't figure it out. I, then it makes you think, you know how like in, in X-Files, the, it's the colonization uh, thing like the humans are facilitating it you, you kind of imagine it's like this really chonky backroom deal where like heads of state and military are like no we want your technology yeah. in exchange for whatever it is you want human livestock for and yeah. the aliens are like no we're not going to give you that like we can just take them like you could almost imagine the most duplicitous humans and the most duplicitous aliens having this bizarre conversation yeah. about the fate of everyone yeah but again, like, what would the humans have to... Oh, right, us. I was going to say, yeah. what do humans have to offer? But just countries full of people. Just, yeah. just, imagine if China was just like to the aliens, just come down and take as many as you want. We got heaps. Yeah. It'd be fucking weird. Yeah. Because what would the rest of the world do? Be like, hey, don't do that. And they're like, what? What are you going to do? It's aliens. <laughs> hey, China does it anyway. Yeah, but now <laughs> with aliens. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Hard. Hollywood, if you are listening, China plus aliens. Yeah. Give me money. This is the next super... Wow, movie. yeah. That'd be incredible. Actually, I'd kind of watch that. Though. With these powers. <laughs> Harvest even more of our citizens' yeah. organs. So, like, when you boil it down, mm. there seems to be a tinge of contempt that yep. aliens have towards humans. And the, the interesting thing is, 
that when they crash and when there are accounts of people actually like capturing them, mm-hmm. they're quite powerless. Really? Yeah. Like uh, the original Roswell crash and plus another crash that happened around the near near that time near that place mm. um there was a few dead greys but mm. there was always one that was alive and yeah and one of them was like they said in this documentary one of the accounts is that like a guy came up and he saw the military approaching them and one of them was crying holding this box like grasping onto it and they were told get the box and so the dude just like rifle butted the alien in the head like boots 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 to get the thing out of his hands and killed Jesus. it. But there's another story of... And it was like... It was absolutely helpless. Like, it didn't have weapons on it or anything like that. No handheld, you know, hand-to-hand combat preparations. If they, I guess if they're, like, telepathic creature, they probably just, like, don't even... That's why they want us, our big, strong bodies. Oh, maybe. Well, think if they're, like, weak as fuck, but they've got amazing, powerful well, they brains. Could just make, they could make robot bodies. If it was about, like... Nah, have you seen Blade Runner? They die after four years. <laughs> science. Look it up. Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, MD. That's how you get a science. Okay. Yeah. But like, um, okay, so there's this other one that they, mm-hmm. that they captured. Yeah. And it was able to communicate telepathically with one dude. Oh. And it fucking lived with the guy for five years. Really? Yeah. It was called an Eben. Eben? Yeah. Is um, it... Um, these these are, are these like widely denied and discredited by governments, or are they considered fakes, or what's the what's the okay. general reception of these? these the things? basis of where I choose to sort of like get the stuff from is uh, from people that have used that used to work for the military. Right. I usually take what they say like more for granted than than someone who. Um, You'd assume they'd know more. Yeah. You would would have to assume. And they seem to be like really boring people that just, they like to live according to the letter and, and they, the way they explain things is so kind of. Matter of fact. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, the, the idea of the alien living with him, you know, in American dad, they've got Roger, but he's just a bumbling idiot, but God, could you imagine being an alien and just having a, well, I guess I'm crashed here and hiding now. Yeah. So bizarre. Yeah. You, what happened to it after five years? Did it die? It died of, um, it doesn't say why, but it, it was like natural causes. I think it's just not, not designed for this. to live and, here. Yeah. You, like the story of Trevor Wallace when he was abducted, he said that he woke up in a, in a, in a UFO. Hmm. They were doing stuff to him and the oxygen was so low. He was at a constant state of like kind of semi-panic. Oh, they don't need as much oxygen as... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like oxygen can kind of make you get high and, and like get all woozy and shit if you um Maybe, if yeah. there's too much of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably just really sick all the time for too much oxygen. That would... Oxygen that would sickness. Suck. Whatever yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That dastardly oxygen. Let's do something about it. Um, yeah. So that's something that I've never heard enough details about. That's, yeah, I'd be interested. I'd love, to, hear I'd love to watch a sitcom of that, you know. <laughs> Roger and the Eben. I'm just, just, I'm sick all the time, man. I want to go home. Wow, this really went downhill after episode like three. Just it's sick like, all the time. Yeah. Episode one, it's like, hey, have a cup of coffee, and he's just vomiting for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, it's really avant garde. Yeah. The makeup of the alien is amazing. You would yeah. swear that vomit is realistic. Yeah. I'm. Do you know again? Because you see more of the authority. Um, 
their biology must be totally different to ours. Like they don't, com- do they have mouths? Yeah. They, they have do. mouths? They've got small mouths, small ears, small noses. But they're, um, but they're like humanoid, if I understand correctly. Like they have two arms and two legs and they're just kind of small yeah. humanoids. And That's- there seems to be different kinds. There are some really? with three fingers, some with six Ah. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different races. There are ones that are Nordic that look like um, like beautiful blonde tall people, <laughs> but they don't speak and communicate the same way. They just yeah. they just have the just appearance. Like um, they're the ones that do a lot of mating and right. interbreeding. Well, like because they're attractive. <laughs> Those Nords. Yeah. <laughs> it, so um, my keyboard lovers out there. Yeah. Uh, what was your question originally? Oh, I'm just, I am curious now if there's so many of them. It's like you say, humans are factionalized. Maybe aliens are federated. So, well, you know, it's not just one kind, like one species of alien or, yeah. it's a, you know, it, like, it's like, um, uh, the, what's the federation called in Star Trek? Is it just the galactic federation? Whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you yeah. would have to imagine. I think it's just the federation. Well, there you go. The federation of... Planets, planets? Yeah, so. but then it's so i would guess they're not just one species from one planet knocking around doing one planet's worth of stuff you yeah. have to imagine there's a a network of them because you know how many planets must there be you know how many stars are there so how many planets must there be it would stand to reason that there's a lot of life just dotted around there if they knew how to travel and communicate around it would stand to reason they'd be federated in some way hey yeah well and they then, seem to they seem to get along Better with themselves than with us, apparently. Well, okay, there is one instance yeah. in history, and there have been paintings done of this, where there was above some city, Yeah. this is like possibly a few hundred years ago, a great war that happened in the sky. Oh, wow. And it's like cigars versus um, flying saucers. C- oh, okay, wow. Yeah. And there's paintings done of it. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you can... Oh, man. I've got to keep it on hand. I'll, I'll find it and I'll post You've gotta it. You've got to get, a, like, a big folder of all these... Uh, yeah. Because this is, this is just, like, blowing my mind right Sometimes now. Sometimes I'm like, I have to start creating my own dossier. What I'm going <laughs> to yeah, do is, is that, like, if I, ever get, if I ever get cameras involved with this, yeah. I'm just going to, like, cover a wall with, like, these pictures that I refer to. you got to get um, thumbtacks and strings. Yeah. <laughs> That's some, how you know some, you're legit. Some red yarn. Oh, yeah. yeah. None of these people work there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then that's... You've said this before on podcasts as well. That's how they under... they. That's how thoughts on the paranormal and thoughts on the um, like extraterrestrial... Swept under the rug is they're yeah. made out that... Because these are complex ideas, the complexity and the convolutedness of them is, is like, oh, look at this ridiculous conspiracy theorist. You yeah. know, it just... It becomes another way people dismiss it because they're like, "Look at all these yeah. steps you need to get to your conclusion." Yeah. It's when in reality, it's because you're dealing with very complicated things. Yeah, it's not about trying to find as many facts. To you haven't decided a conclusion, yeah. and you're trying to thumbtack facts together. Dude, it's like going back. Uh, it's like going back a couple hundred years mm. and explaining everything that an astronaut needs. You know, it's like, well, space is actually a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean the firmament? Yeah. One day I want to really... I want to interview a um, flat earther, but one that really knows his... Uh, you know. oh, I don't know if that's a thing. Well, look, I've got to give it, give it the benefit of the doubt that there is someone out there that truly believes, that truly can back themselves up scientifically. I mean... 
But then, okay, this is the speed of light thing again, though. If they have all these perfectly valid and sound reasons why the world is flat, yeah, doesn't change the shape of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like they wouldn't just have to show that the flat Earth model works. They'd have to disprove the globe Earth model that yeah. we're currently using. Whereas so, with the aliens, yeah. we're not doing anything with the aliens. There's nothing to prove or disprove. It's just a collating of experiences. Yeah. Whereas a flat Earther, they have to show you that the entire world is actually a big old lie. Yeah. Which you know, is a hard ask. <laughs> I like and, and they always are. Uh, you can't trust what you, you see as well because the examples that are always really mocked are always like they possibly don't represent like yep. the, the forefront of um, <laughs> flat earth thought. Yeah. No, I know. Because like, people are always saying stuff like those poor people in Australia falling off the bottom. It's like, oh shit, this guy doesn't know what gravity is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, obviously, there's no reason to engage with that rube. But yeah, yeah it, it, it is, it's easy to like take the worst um, example of any idea, any thought, and be like, oh, that's, that's dumb, ha. Huh? That yeah. whole school of thought is dumb. like, it, you know, people do it with feminism, people do it with like left wing political ideas, but then people also do it with like crank pseudoscience and that. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, people, you take the dumbest example of that yeah. idea. Yeah, you straw man that shit. Yeah, and you're just like, ha, look at that idiot. I am so much smarter than them. Therefore, that entire school of thought is invalid. Yeah. Doesn't mean X school of thought is valid or why isn't valid it's just you shouldn't take the worst of a group yeah you should take the the very best of a group i'm just skeptical that there's such a thing as the very best of the flat earth it's like oh you know this is this guy's the intellectual thought leader of the flat earth what what i've seen though is that like i don't know if it's a typical human trait i don't know if it's something that i've personally done with my life and my sense of values or beliefs and that's that they did some really scientific tests they did the whole like shooting a laser over a lake mm-hmm. and that failed that failed them and they're like mm, something's wrong something's wrong with this laser <laughs> and, <laughs> wait the flat earthers did yeah, that yeah. yeah and also but the, here's the big one mm. you know what a gyroscope is right yes that uh it will it'll keep its position mm. it will stay upright they use gigantic gyroscopes in that's how the huge ships stay upright that's oh, there's a gyroscope in the middle. Yeah, they, they have them um, welded to the bottom of the ships. Right, so right, right. Th- so even if you get slammed by waves... The gyroscope kind of swings it's not it gonna, It's not going to flop over to the side. Ah, oh, okay. Th- that gyroscopic force is going to keep the, the ship up straight. Right. And so they got one of these extremely expensive gyroscopes. It's called... A, it's like an electromagnetic gyroscope. Yeah. Right, so... It can measure things down to the tiniest, um, you know, it's, it's just the most reliable thing you can get. So yeah. they, they put in for this and their theory was because the earth is not rotating, this gyroscope shall remain up straight. And, and they were saying, okay, this is going to prove it because if the earth is turning, I think it was like in an hour, it should be exactly 15 degrees tilted. And let me guess. It was tilted. 15 degrees? Yes. <laughs> what okay. do you do? What do you do? You get another well, gyroscope? This is what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either oh. You get another gyroscope. And then when that fails, do you know what you do? You coat it in lead to stop um, cosmic radiation. 
because the cosmic radiation probably had some type of influence on it. And if that doesn't work, you cover it with another, you know, lead was a mistake. Oh no, so you use a different type of material that's truly going to like block all the cosmic radiation. Where are they getting their money from? That's just like, I don't know, like, it blows your of, mind, doesn't there's it? There's a lot of really rich people that are, that are investing in this. Mm. Yeah. Do you hear it? You know that rapper Bob, B-O-B? He's a flat yeah, earther. Yeah. And he, he started a GoFundMe to pay for a bunch of rockets to send the rockets up to like see, like show me the curve. And it's like, yeah. but we've already done that. Like we, that's happened. Yeah. Here's the thing the that past. sucks. Like um, science and especially like astro science, their concern is not with proving that the world is round. No, they have so therefore they use cameras that have like kind of wide angle lenses. Yeah. So it, you could. It, it's going to make the earth look curved anyway. Right. And um, in the past, like stupid things have happened. Like um, when the first men went on the moon, <laughs> I, can't, I can't English properly very well right now. No, it's, it's a but, hard So language. what they used, um, to, they used all this um, as promotional and marketing material. Yeah. They cut out pictures of them in their training. Yeah. And they sort of pasted it on the backgrounds of like, of like space and stuff. <laughs> And they sort of published those as like, here we go. As you can see, there's a man in space going for his moonwalk. <laughs> and it's just like, and so people found like the original pictures and like, what? And there's a whole bunch of that sort of stuff where they weren't concerned with, with people not believing it. They were just kind of, they were just selling it. It was propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they didn't give a crap about like it. I feel yeah. like people were more gullible back then now. Like we're... We're very cynical in our modern internet yeah. age. You cannot get away with that. No, nah, but back then, man, yeah. do you remember hearing about this? When the original War of the Worlds was transmitted on the radio, people thought it was real. They thought it was an actual emergency broadcast yeah. and people went ape shit. And yeah. people say, oh, that wouldn't happen these days. It's like, yeah, because you've had a hundred years of radio broadcast. But imagine, you know, the president was on the TV. Look, or the Mass hysteria stuff. is... It's a phenomenon with, like amongst humans that we, yeah. we I don't think we'll ever lose it. Oh no, anything sets even, it off. Even flat earth is a form of ma- mass hysteria. It's, it's, a, it's a form of mass rejection of the consensus, which you could say is a, a kind of like calm, measured hysteria. You know, it's like... Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's hysterical out. because it's, it's an illogical kind of yeah, it's, it's um, influence. Lashing out yeah. response. But then people kind of have hysterical responses all the time in terms of like you know politically say or just socially yeah no one advocates for like the most efficient like harm reducing yeah i think anything like people don't want waste when it comes to medical systems or yeah. they don't want the public transport system to be like wait all these things that uh when you think about it like no yeah. people need to get around people need health care <clears throat> and that you well, it's, it's hard to governed, explain. We're governed by rhetoric and charisma. Yes. Which is the yeah. first huge flaw in the way that we choose to like run our lives. Yeah. You know? I That's mean, why if hysteria happens again, it'll be because someone very charismatic kind of tells us all to just go nuts. Yeah. You know? Well, they'll make them scared of something. Everyone's already scared of everything all the time. We're so yeah. scared these days. Yeah. It's interesting on a podcast called Fear of the Unknown, if you talk to me about things that scare them the most, it'd be really mundane, silly things. It'd be really mm. like stuff that's kind of everyday, like yeah. immigrants. Like, you know what's really scary? Alien dissections <laughs> and yeah. fucking unicorns that are homicidal. Yeah. 
Man, because they've, they've got a natural weapon. It's funny, though, because um, when you say that, what comes to mind is that, like, we, we live in a world of fear, but we all are coping with it. Like, how, how high are the rates of anxiety and depression? Mm. It's crazy. And people are like, oh, it wasn't like that you in know? my day. It's like, well, it's kind of good. We're diagnosing it now. Like, obviously, people no, are aware I, of something. I do think that it was, like, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a scientific fact that it's mm. grown. Yes. And I yeah. think it's a, this society that we've created for each other, blah, 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 social yeah. media, etc. It's anxiety inducing. Yeah. Um, you see horror films nowadays about social media? Mm. Have you noticed that there's a few, yeah. you know, about like people that have committed murders or like suicides or like ghosts in social media? Yeah. That's very it's weird, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. I, I mean, people, art always imitates life. That's mm. after the bombings. That's when all the Godzilla movies came out. Yeah. That's What's a good one. That Romero guy who, who started the whole zombie thing. Romero. Yeah. Romero. Yeah. D- d- yeah. D- Day of the Dead. And yeah. All, like zombies are an allegory for. Consumerism. In a way, that's that could be one of them. But um, that mass human force that kind of. Well, here's the thing: what do you do when you see a bunch of like, for example, I assume that you're not a Trump supporter, right? No, okay, not so, really. So, not unironically. Yeah. So the way that people typically view a Trump supporter mm-hmm. is this dehumanized, kind of dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. And that's a perfect, and that's why we love. Zombies. Yeah. Because we like... Humans we, who aren't humans. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. We love to see people who are not on our side as not people anymore. I think, and you know how you talked about the culture of fear we're in? That would be why, like, people don't think you can just talk to someone you disagree with. Yeah. But, and I know that's a thing a lot of boomers say, oh, you know, you can't, oh, the, people just don't want to hear what they disagree with. No, no, it's more a case of, like, mass discord. Like you say, there's... Each side kind of sees the other side as zombies who are incapable of human reason and ration and discourse. So, like, what do you do with zombies? You baseball bat them in the head. You know, it's it. it you you, that shit. At you are oh, no, don't don't do it. come on. Let's let's come on. Right. They're all okay. All right, all right. On the record, that's so good. Oh, thumbs up. You're all but you're all wuss. like I don't know why because like let's be real, we're all nerds. no politics allowed. They exchange their uh, for a It's not. Just, it's like because their comes out in hot, so you gotta like cover it up. They're all middle class. What people don't have the time for this? Sorry, politics. You know what? This is a safe space. This is. Oh, I'm glad. For politics, no, no politics. No, yeah, get out politics. Yeah. we don't want you here. I'm just gonna beep out the whole thing. Thank you. So, have you got any other uh, tales? Yeah. So, on the subject of sleep paralysis. Yes. I too get the sleep paralysis uh-huh. um but i get it like you do i mm. get it um i basically don't move and i can kind of perceive um the, the room mm-hmm. and aside from the panic of not being able to move i'm generally kind of calm i just kind of hope uh that i can move again and yeah, yeah. the breathing i haven't tried the holding my breath but i do the rapid breathing and that mm-hmm. tends to snap me out the interesting thing because i feel like we get the dud sleep paralysis because not a trippy hallucination. Hello. But my dad, my dad gets the hag. Oh, fuck. Dad gets it. But you want to know the weirder thing about the hag? Okay, no. so I'll kind of, I'll roll this back. Dad, I didn't know if he got this in earlier life. 
But my dad, uh, when we were younger, uh, he had a night terror one time. And as far as I'm aware, it was my, his first experience of it. And he said, yep, there was, he was weighed down and couldn't move. There was nothing he could do. And there was this demonic force just sitting on him, just this oppressive weight, just, just weighing on him. And he tried to yell for help and he couldn't, he couldn't move and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And it really, really terrified him because from what I understood, it was not a common experience for him. Um, but then that happened again. Um, I think a couple of times, actually. It happened enough times that he mentioned it to my very, very religious grandmother. Okay. Right? And she gave him a ward. She gave him rosary bead to keep under his pillow. And he's never gotten it since. Wow. Which I find... Because I always would have thought you'd experience it in a way similar to a family member or a kind of person you like spiritual in a similar way to. But no, I get the kind of calm, mm. depersonalized one, but he specifically got the hag. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. scary. It really got to him. He was like very spooked by the whole the experience. The rosary bead took it away. I've seen a documentary of like a guy that it was so bad. It mm. was so terrifying that he did sleep studies and you can mm. see him in the groups of it. And um, he got, ex- they tried to exercise him and mm-hmm. it, it wasn't working, you know? Um, and I feel, I feel so bad for those people. Yeah, that's particularly terrifying. Because some people, like, they're there for, like, minutes and they're basically, um, they're <laughs> it kind of looks funny because they're lying there, totally relaxed, like, going, ah, ah, you know? <laughs> and, and, but they, it's, it's absolutely, like, it's the worst thing that you can imagine. I mean, you're trying to sleep for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're already tired. <laughs> don't need this. You yeah. fucking demon. I've got work tomorrow. Um, I, okay. But I've had one unique experience mm-hmm. um, where I was able to get up. And you know how like you get up and you're like, fuck, I'm still in the bed. Yeah. But, so you find yourself still like lying down. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I got up and I just started walking and I walked out of the room but the snapshot that my mind had taken was its limit was um at the doorway so you opened it to nothing I, I, and it was just static yeah it was static outside like it's, like a tv static yeah kind of like tv it's like maybe like have you ever been choked out yeah you know how every, like your vision starts to Go like when you close edges. your eyes and you get the freckly Yeah, it was kind of like that. Because the thing is, I could hear my kids playing in the other room. And they were right. in real in real life. They actually were playing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to see if I can... Like, I was thinking, am I astrally projecting? Right, right. So I thought, I'll, I'll try it out. I got up and walked towards the door. As soon as I opened the door, it, it just all... It was all just a fuzz out there. Yeah. And I kind of woke up out of it and I was, uh, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. It, and you've said that your brain takes a snapshot of of the room, it, but then obviously outside the world, it doesn't have the power or it doesn't have the imaginative skill to construct the rest of the world. or be- Maybe because it is based on an actual snapshot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because like you'll notice all the details. Like if you walk out of this room... There's a lot of stuff that you'll forget about what's in here. Yeah, yeah. But if you have that snapshot and you're in sleep paralysis, you can suddenly start to observe shit that you just overlooked. Have you... Because you've... um, When you've had it, you've kind of experimented with it. Have you noticed that you can maybe uh, see a detail in your sleep paralysis that you didn't even notice was there in reality? Or is it... Yeah, exactly. Yeah? Exactly that. Really? Yeah. 
I yeah. it's actually I'm in a weird place now having listened to the podcast a few of the the past podcasts. Um, I find the sleep paralysis like so anxiety inducing because I'm always worried mm. it'll be the last yeah. and you're just paralyzed forever. <laughs> yeah. But you've got me really like um, morbidly fascinated, and I yeah. almost. I'm wishing it upon myself to give it the the red hot empirical go because I used to be able to lucid dream. Okay. And um, I feel like it was wasted because teenage me would just fly. I'd just be like, I'm in a dream, Superman, and then I'd just be flying around for a bit and then I'd wake up. And Trying to conjure up naked ladies? No. It's like, come on. I was like such a fucking late bloomer that like when I had the, the superpower of being able to realize I was in a dream and basically be God, mm. all I wanted to do was fly. I didn't yeah. even like summon tits. Like I, what did- <laughs> I, I've had a couple of lucid dreams, but it's like for like, you know, 20 seconds. Yeah. Wait, 20, it's never 20, for long. 20 dream seconds or whatever it is. Like, um, but I found, I found that I didn't have much control. Like I would try and leap, but I could only, it's like the matrix, you know, mm. we can only bend physics. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't actually control stuff. I would, and this is pure speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. It would be, cause I found my experience over that I would just wholeheartedly embrace that it was a dream. Like yeah. you knew it was going to be over soon and you knew that this entire world was like, this warbling distortion of your thoughts. Yeah. But it was more like you you used, I did. I used every ounce of my presence of mind in that dream to, to just do. But you know what as well? That must be just another layer of dream logic because all I wanted to do was fly. And I don't want to fly as a person like myself. I don't be like, man, if I could fly, I'd just fly around. No, it's dangerous. It's like helicopters and shit. Yeah. But like in the dream... That's all I wanted to do. So maybe yeah. that makes me think, even though I realized I was dreaming, maybe I was still dream me and not mm. awake me with like rational. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why would I want to fly? What is fly? I mean, it was rad though, man. If you were ever in a dream where mm. you can just able to Superman fly. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just the most amazing feeling. I would challenge that with the one I had, which was breathing underwater. Ooh, that would be nifty. And I felt because I was in my comfortable bed, it, it wasn't cold, it wasn't slimy or wet. It just felt like I'm underwater, just like, blah, 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 just like, that's swimming, cool. Yeah, and breathing the water. Oh, yeah, that would be rad. Yeah, there are, th- there are things that you can buy um, to help you lucid dream. Like, you can, it's like an eye mask. Oh, really? That when it, it knows when you entered into REM, a REM state, mm-hmm. and it will flash these LED lights into your eyes and you're supposed to kind of like over time figure out ah it's dream time now (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty awesome i kind of want that yeah i feel like i I reckon um if you've been able to do it before well i'm a good sleeper as well so i feel like i wouldn't oh man that's that's a rabbit hole right there (laughs) give it a shot yeah after after come on the podcast again like spanish's adventures in his own head yeah yeah oh man it's weird in there there's lots of flying Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, I'd prefer lucid dreaming over sleep paralysis any day. Well, I mean, yeah. kind of want to give it a red hot go now. I want to see the door static. Yeah, that was so weird. It only happened once. And since then, I've never thought of like, of doing it. But it was at a time, I think everything lined up perfectly. Because right. I was super, it's when I was studying and I'd stay awake for days at a time. So I was like in this super awake, asleep kind of thing where like I'd, I was used to forcing myself awake 
Right, right, right. So when I'm asleep, it was kind of like this... It kind of didn't feel too weird okay. to be asleep and awake at the same time. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Very restless sleep. That doesn't sound very satisfying. Oh, it's bizarre. Like, yeah. uh, um, like I could sleep very quickly, and but wake up super quickly as well. Was that because you were not working during the day and then studying at night, or was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's so full on. Yeah, so I had to intense. do a lot. I had to do a lot at once. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how long have we been going for? Okay. Red Hot. Red Hot. Yeah, it's, it, we've, we've been talking for an hour now. Lots of, oh, wow. That's, that's a good one. Well, I, I, originally, I aimed for like, you know, half hour little chat. But these things always turn out to be like, there's always a good like hour that I can squeeze out. Everything's a rabbit hole as well, I think, because yeah. so much is unexplored. Yeah. You know, there's uh, definitely you've explored more of it than I have, but I've, I've uh, come to realize that only through having these kind of conversations do you get to the bottom of it? Because, like, information can be misleading when it's depersonalized, when it's out on the internet. You know, yeah. you can't have a conversation with an article. But in person, you can really explore these ideas in depth. Especially when you, you're confronted with a decision that you have to make right then and there. Mm-hmm. Of like, do I believe this or not? Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't believe it because I haven't experienced it, so I'm going to give it some rationalization immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you don't want to do that, though. Yeah. I am trying to avoid that these days. Yeah, I think life's a, b- a lot more exciting and interesting. I just if- don't know enough. <laughs> just don't know That's, enough. Yeah. Actually, it comes down to that, doesn't it? Oh, there's so much. Yeah. Everything's a rabbit hole and yeah. we'll never know everything. It's, it's what you decide what you decide to put your faith into and what you decide to use. Yeah. Because beyond that, it's just kind of nuts and bolts and it's just kind of a rabbit hole of numbers. Yeah. You know, it's the practical side of it. I agree. What are you going to use with your knowledge about aliens? I don't know. I, I like that's a really fucking good question though, because yeah. that part of part of me wants to understand the truth. Because I have a feeling, and this could be just paranoia, mm-hmm. but there is a trend of soft disclosure that's been happening, and I think that's something that's purposely happening. So. Mm. So people don't, you know, the whole mass hysteria thing doesn't happen. Like, it's like all these things that we've, all these rumors that we've heard, hmm. like all these billions of rumors that we've heard one day, it's going to be like, oh, it was true after all. You know, it's <laughs> going to be that type of thing instead of like, no, you know. Right. So yeah. what That's I want to, and is. I do know that they, I do have a feeling that they're trying to, trying to screw with us in a sense. Uh-huh. So I just want to understand their MO and I don't want to be part of whatever like potentially nefarious things that could be happening i'd i'd like to say you know when 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 the um aliens bring out their big alien ice cream truck i want to be running out the other way if i realize that that's Mm -hmm. that's a thing i shouldn't be wanting yes no that that seems like the perfectly rational thing to do with this kind of information is you you can't actively do anything about their machinations but you can understand it yeah yeah. On that note, we'll leave it there. Great talk, man. Thank you, man. Thanks so me much too. for coming. My pleasure. And, Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, if you have any stories that you want to share with me, um, yeah. I'll be keeping my eye out for more alien stories, that's for sure. <laughs> Open my eyes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Fear of the Unknown podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media with all links in the description.